Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Other Six Podcast. This is episode 45. We've done 45 of these, man. Love it. Um, today, I am here with Adam, the lead pastor here. My name is Matt Collins. If you don't know that already, Chad, the normal host, is at camp with our students having a blast. He played dodgeball last night. I saw that. And yeah. that's probably the first time Chad's been referred to as normal in a while. So uh, <laughs> since he's been playing dodgeball later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does Chad draw that straw? I don't know, man. You he and I are a... stuck here. Not that I'm not I'm well, not happy yeah, yeah, to be yeah, with I mean... you and I love doing the podcast, but come on, dodgeball? Dodgeball um... at student camp? That is, Where, where's, what, what's the camp that they're at? Do you know? Um, I forgot the name of the camp, think, but they're at Covenant College in the North Georgia mountains, which, which is much like cooler than it is here. Yeah. Yeah. So they're having a great time. Yeah. And Chad's yeah. having a great time. Yeah. He's having a blast, man. Playing dodgeball. Anyway, so, uh, well, he was over there 4th of July. So I don't know what they did on 4th of July, but what did you do for 4th of July? Man, we had a good relaxing day. So yeah. uh, Morgan's parents drove over. And, um, you know, they drove over from Atlanta area, yeah. brought Gus, their dog. Yeah. So anytime we get to see Gus, it's Gus. good. And Gus and Evergreen get to hang out, and we get to hang out with uh, the in-laws. And um, we didn't really go heavy on the fireworks. We um, they're expensive, we, man. Yeah, they are. It's like inflation, <laughs> man. We uh, we had a firecracker. Few, we had a few sparklers. So that was yeah, about yeah, it. That's about know? all we could but afford. We to. ate really good, yeah. so we chose to invest our money in food rather than I, fireworks. I think that's wise. And had a great relaxing day with them. Uh, what about you? Did you do anything? Did you shoot um, off fireworks? Did you say we did not shoot off fireworks? Okay, we went. Uh, we saved money. We went to. Uh, Win Lakes, and they did like this awesome fireworks show. Okay. It was expensive though. Okay, uh, but it was great. So they did it right. They did it right. Um, we hung we hung out with a couple families from the church. It was great. Uh, we just in a little cul-de-sac. So do you have to get there early if you want to get a good seat, or is it basically like you can show up and see them from anywhere? Um. Well, we got there a little early, okay. so I don't know. This is okay. the first time I went. Okay. So the last two years we were out in the waters for yeah. fireworks. And uh, it, you, you kind of got to choose your spot pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. It fills up. So I've heard Wind Lakes does a good show. Yeah. Uh, the wa- we got some really good fireworks options yeah. here locally, yeah. right? Yes. So and there are plenty of people shooting them off on my road. Yeah. Could, you know, <laughs> we had more than enough to see out the door. Yeah. But uh, Wind Lakes does a good job. Yeah. Uh, the Waters is a good job. It's just a fun. It's a fun holiday. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just fun. a fun holiday. Hot dogs, hamburgers, Shoot fireworks. Some fireworks. I mean, well, sparklers for us, but. I mean, I did wear a hat that had an American flag on it. So, yeah, yeah, why not, right? Why not? Great day. So, yeah, um, we were in this series called Implications on on Sunday. Let's just jump right into it, man. Yeah, let's do it. Um, So this was more about sharing your faith. That's what Paul was talking about this. Um, But you started out with uh, talking about two different conversations that we should be having. One, with God about people that are far from God, and two, with— People that are far from God. Um, so I thought that that was that was really cool way, way to start this message. But you also said that we need to have urgency with these two um, when it comes to sharing our faith. So let me just ask you this: When it comes to the urgency, how do we have urgency and not sound forceful or come across like one-sided? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I think that the urgency really. I would think of it this way. They just, you make the most of every opportunity, Mm -hmm. make the most of every conversation. Right. You know, you certainly don't want to be forceful, like you're saying, Yeah, yeah. but it's just that you realize, you know, none of us know how long we have. And so many times we take for granted even the time that we have with people. So if you've got a friend or a neighbor or a coworker or a family member, you know, they don't know the Lord. Yeah. Just recognize that every time you're with them is an opportunity to move that conversation further along. Right. And here's where it gets hard for some Christians. 
even if you don't talk blatantly about Jesus, <laughs> you can still move the conversation further along, right? right? Just with how, how that conversation goes um, on maybe another subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so many times we are looking for opportunities to talk. And one of the things that I keep trying to learn that sometimes the Lord has to keep reminding me of <laughs> is that the Holy Spirit is also there to help us learn how to listen, right? to give us more discernment as we listen, to hear what people are really saying. And then here's what's really important, hear what they're not saying. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit can yeah. give you that kind of guidance. And so I would say urgency carries with it the understanding that I just don't want to take for granted the opportunities I have. It right. doesn't necessarily mean I've got to get the conversation to a particular subject matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's good. That's good. Um, well, your second point uh, I thought was really cool, too. Um, it's talking about praying for difficult places to to be able to go into difficult places and share this. Um, but as I was thinking about that, my personality, like sometimes I rush into things. So I'm no, I'm not the only one that does that. How do we know that we're not forcing a door open um, and that it's being open to us? How do we know that? I'm a big fan of forcing doors open. So I <laughs> so may not like be me. the yeah. best guy to ask that. You know, I, yeah. I've run into a lot of doors over the years and just lowered my head and yeah. kept moving my feet. Get that feet. battering ram and just knock it yeah, open. I, I am definitely on the proactive end of the yeah. spectrum when it comes to how we're supposed to live our lives. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that I can thwart God's will by trying to force through a door in the name of Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I think that, you, you know, I am of the opinion, go for it. Right. You know, send the resume. You hit the wall, it's all right. Send the resume. <laughs> you know, apply for the job. Ask yeah. ask for the date. Ask yeah. for the raise. You right. know, why not? If your heart's in the right place and you're doing it, not for your betterment, but for the kingdom's betterment, yeah. you know, that's okay. Now, to your point, um, when it comes to being forceful around lost people mm-hmm. to try to, you know, get the conversation right. on what you want it to mean, yeah, you got to be careful about that. Yeah, you yeah. know, you got to be careful about that. But... um I would say praying for the gospel to move forward in a difficult opportunity and for God to open the door for you in a difficult opportunity should actually just be all of us praying for mm-hmm. God to open up doors because mm-hmm. in our day, in our world, and in our culture, everywhere you go, it's difficult to share your faith. <laughs> so you're right. going to need God to go before you and maybe yeah. open up a door. And when when the doors open, when somebody asks the question, don't shy away. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't get many of them. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about it. One of the things that's interesting, um, if I may, you know, just living in different places, and mm-hmm. that's not you've lived in a lot of different right, places. Yeah. A lot of people in our churches live in a lot of different places. Um, when you live in a place that. God's not really on most people's radar, mm-hmm. so I'll call that New York City. Yeah, I'll call hustle that Den- Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, and people find out what you do, um, find out you're a Christian. It's yeah. a very interesting response. Uh, the, so the what was the typical had, response? That, like, they thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, you would think it'd be the other way. Yeah, because you know, growing up in the South, that's yeah. what we were conditioned yeah. to believe. Right? <laughs> you would think that. Yeah. Now, see, the issue there is it's a very open-minded. Uh, mindset, and we mm-hmm. tend to focus on the negativity of being too open-minded. Right. One of the benefits is that open-mindedness also benefits us. Right, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I'm a believer, I'm a follower of Jesus. The response I typically got was, man, that's awesome. I'm so glad you found your thing. Yeah. There was never the thought that that had anything to do with them, yeah, yeah. but they weren't upset with the fact that that was what I right. wanted to be about. Yeah. So to bridge that gap, to help that person see that in time, this could possibly be something for them, Mm -hmm. that was going to take a lot of time. That Mm -hmm. was going to take a lot of relationship building. 
But I think sometimes, you know, if you come back now to the Bible Belt, the mentality people have is uh, people think, well, if they find out I'm a Christian, they may not want to be, you know, around me or they may... Mm-hmm. I kind of think that we're trending more towards what I experienced in New York and in Denver. Mm-hmm. People find out you're a follower of Jesus. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Um, yeah. I'm glad you found what works for you. Right, there yeah. tends to be almost a little bit more politeness these days towards personal beliefs, regardless of what they happen mm-hmm. to be. We are working really hard as a society to be more respectful towards right. differing perspectives. Yeah. And if no one's told you yet, if you believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven, you're in the minority. Mm-hmm. Like we are now the part of the population that's in the minority. Our society's having to work really hard to accept those of us <laughs> who still actually believe that Jesus is the way, right. the truth, and the life. Okay, right. yeah. So you think, I can't believe that's where we are as a nation. Take a deep breath. That's where we are as a nation. Mm-hmm. But understand that if you hold back in how you believe, that you're actually, it, it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So be open about sharing your beliefs, but don't think then, and this is probably the change that's happened in the last 50 years. Yeah. So it used to be in the 70s and the 80s with evangelism training, people find out that you're a follower of Jesus. Oh, tell me more. How can I become one? now before my plane lands. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they find out you're a follower of Jesus. Oh, that's right. what works for you. There's a there's a wall towards right. that having anything to do with them. Um, they don't want to be associated with quote-unquote Christians mm-hmm. and the things they've heard about us. Yeah, so yeah. you've got a lot more work now ahead of you to bridge that gap for that individual to possibly see how this may have anything to do with right. their life. And that takes what I talked about in the message, time. Yeah. And most of the evangelism trainings that are still being used don't factor that in. Mm-hmm. They're still based off of the idea that once somebody hears about this good news of the gospel, mm-hmm. the next thing they're going to do is just respond. Right. Well, in our world today, it's probably going to be a minute before that happens. Mm-hmm. And by a minute, I mean longer <laughs> Long, than a minute. Yeah. It's going to be a process. It'll be like a week, a year. And missionaries all over the world have known this for decades. Right. That in a lot of other cultures and societies and language barriers and former belief systems and Morgan, I spent time in Eastern Europe and the atheism that still kind of pervades that part of the world just takes time. Right. So that's now where we live, Mm -hmm. post-Christian society. Most people aren't on board with our belief systems, even though we just celebrated the 4th of July (laughs) and everybody's America is a lot more diverse in its beliefs and its understandings and its perspective of God and right and wrong and all the things. But we can still have a voice in that. Mm-hmm. So when God gives you that opportunity, pray for it. Yeah. Open up a door. When He opens the door, step through it. Mm-hmm. Be kind, but but don't don't shy away. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. Well, that kind of leads me to the second part. Now that we're living in this different culture on how they look at Christianity, um, you also talked about that we should expect hardship. Um, I thought that was great advice. Um, how how do we though live expecting hardship? in a healthy relationship with it, like not being like an Igor or, you know, Dr. Doom, uh, with, you know, like, like being a person that you want to be around, how do we have healthy expectations with that? Um, uh, and not be in a state constant state of like anxiety or depression and worrying. Yeah. I mean, that does kind of come back to, do you have at the center of your being, a worldview mm-hmm. slash outlook on life that's centered more around God's word mm-hmm. or centered more around what you've picked up along the way. Right. So if it's centered around God's word, a biblical worldview, what it actually means to be a follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. study the four gospels, study the book of Acts, and yeah. the disciples are celebrating that they're counted worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. Yeah. 
So there is something to that as it pertains to our faith, Mm -hmm. that it's always been a celebration of suffering if we're suffering for the cause of Christ. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to just decide early on in life, what do you want to suffer for? Yeah. We, we, we have such such an obsession with happiness and, and contentment <laughs> yeah. that we kind of like leave out that that's not all of life. Like a lot of life is <laughs> but suffering. But that's the American dream, things right? Things <laughs> not going your way and getting cut from the team. and, and on That's all not of, the American yeah, dream. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> and do you know who the most successful people are in any walk of life? Huh. The resilient. The, yeah. The, the ones that just didn't give up. The yeah. ones that just kept going. We're raising a generation that they don't know how to be resilient. Uh, the yeah. first sign of hardship, mama mama meets with the principal, <laughs> or daddy talks to the coach after practice, and, and they're uh-huh. not having resiliency built in them. Right. Life is moving from one failure to the next without losing enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. Who said that? I think Theodore Roosevelt said that. Yeah. If yeah. you don't know, it's usually Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> Winston Churchill, one of those the, guys. Those guys are really or Rick smart. Warren. Yeah. We'll throw yeah. him in there yeah. as well, okay? Which Theodore Roosevelt? We should do a whole podcast. Oh on him. man, I'm like, reading I, a book right now about how they built the Panama Canal. Uh, it, it's pretty fascinating. His upbringing is amazing. Yeah, like yeah. his dad was like, you know, he he had a lot of physical illness, and he's like, your dad, you're, you're going to uh, overcome. He this. did. That's he, exactly right. And he worked right. out for like a year, mm-hmm. and his dad I, stayed with him and encouraged him. Yeah, but he encouraged him. By making him do difficult things, right? Okay, so he basically beat out the right. So hardship. I mean, yeah. there, you, there may be people they don't get the promotion because they're mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus. There right. may be students that don't make the team because they're a follower of Jesus. There, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that part of being a believer is knowing that if you're different than the world, mm-hmm. sometimes the world isn't going to accept you. And right. Jesus told us this is how it was going to be. Yeah. But don't fear, I've overcome the world. Mm-hmm. So no, you right. you, you don't want to have anxiety or be Eeyore or who is the other person, <laughs> Doctor Doom. Doom. Yeah, but I think that sometimes we have very unrealistic expectations. Yes, and the foundation of disappointment is an unrealistic expectation. <laughs> so a lot of times we're disappointed in our walk with the Lord because we've set up an expectation that doesn't match what Scripture says. Yeah. So yes, there will be hardship. It's not going to always go exactly the way we want it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, life moves on. You know, today's just today. Resilient, yeah, man. be resilient. Keep moving yeah. forward. Don't get caught up in the hardship, but when it happens, don't get knocked don't get knocked off track mm-hmm. just because of some hardship that comes yeah. comes our way. I love this next point that you had. Um you you said don't tell God what you can't do and then you had some really great examples of that Moses saying, "I don't speak well." Um you know, I love that. Um so let me ask you this. Why do some people have a problem when God is calling them to something? The first thing they do is like, well, I can't do that. What, what, what is that? Because they, have, they haven't had victory in little things. Okay. So you know the one guy who didn't tell God what he, what he couldn't do is David. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Now, if there was ever a guy who could have been Dr. Doom or Eeyore gotten, or gotten his feelings hurt, it would have been David. David, yes. His dad doesn't even call him up to the house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and um, next thing he knows as a teenager, he's being anointed to be the next king. Mm-hmm. And then when he shows up to fight Goliath, it's, such, it's one of the best lines in the entire Bible when David's like, well, God delivered me from the lion, and God delivered me from the bear, mm-hmm. God will deliver me from this Philistine. Mm-hmm. Most Christians don't have lion and bear stories in their past. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Good. A lion ain't no small task, right? <laughs> no, no. It's still a stinking no. lion. Well, and a bear's not either, man. No. But, <laughs> you seen but those paws? The point is, like, can you get a small victory under your belt? Yeah. Can you see God come from come through for you? Can you experience, like, have you ever asked God for something mm-hmm. and it actually happened? Yeah. 
if you pray and you ask God for something and it happens, mm-hmm. me, you, Chad, another pastor, we'll never have to tell you of the importance of a prayer life again. Right. We'll never have to tell you that you should be praying. But the only way you get that victory in your life is you constantly talk to God. You mm-hmm. ask him, you you cultivate a relationship. If God comes through for you, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, okay. So if you see this begin to happen, then eventually something that we would look at and go, oh, wow, like mm-hmm. that's a pretty big opportunity. Yeah. Like you're being asked to lead this yeah. or you're being asked to do that mm-hmm. or it feels like God wants me to do this. Well, for the Christians who have seen God come through for them in smaller ways in the past, when they see a big thing in front of them, mm-hmm. they're like David. Like, well, I don't feel qualified. I'm not sure I'm the best person, yeah. but I've seen what God's done in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm going to believe that God will do this in the future. Yeah. And and every job that you take should be a job you're not qualified for. Right. <laughs> every opportunity that you say yes to should be an opportunity you haven't yet proven you can do. Yeah. That's how life works. That's yeah. how you actually move forward in life. You know, yeah. it's like, I want to get married. We ever been married before? No, you're perfectly qualified to get married. <laughs> Says who? That's how life works. We're going to have our first child. Do you think you're qualified to be a parent? No, let's do, let's go for it. Okay. So that's how life works. Yeah. So if you start really stop and think about that, it's like, okay, well now apply that to what we're talking about. Right. I feel like the Lord wants me to step up and share my faith in ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord wants me to live a life for him more clearly in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Lord wants me to invest in teenagers in our church. I feel right. like the Lord wants me to invest in the children and our children's ministry here at our church. Well, if you feel like the Lord is leading you to that, then don't tell him why you can't do it. Mm. Don't tell him wrong number. You need to ask <laughs> someone else. Be obedient. <laughs> say yes. Step step into it. Yeah. It's it's kind of a hokey saying. It may not even be 100% theologically correct, but I do think it's helpful, okay, mm-hmm. that that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Mm-hmm. So if God calls yeah. you into something, you say yes, watch then how God will continue to grow you into that. Yeah. But don't tell God on the front end why you're not the right person. Yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. Um, another thing that you pointed out, um, and this was probably one of my favorite topics that you talked about, was um, outsiders won't forget how the way you make them feel. Um, and then you kind of double down on it and you said, you can't lead our enemies to Christ, only our friends. I love that. Um, I think you're, you're driving at a, a, a problem that a lot of Christians have. Um, we forget about the relationship. So, um, great advice. Uh, so what, one of the things that I was thinking about as you're saying that was when I have friends that aren't believers, um, how do I lovingly disagree with them with and you know w- when they don't believe some of the stuff that the Bible teaches or the things that I believe um, how do they walk away from that conversation feeling uplifted and not ignored right. or belittled? Yeah, and because Christians are known more for what we're against right. than what we're for. Right. And we got to own that. Yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> right. built that yeah. reputation. Yes, okay? we have. So when someone finds out you're a Christian, immediately they're going to rattle off all the things you're against. Yeah. And now you're a bigot, you're closed-minded, <laughs> you don't love people, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I've been in plenty of those conversations. Yeah. So when when, when that's happening— the thing that I tell myself is just give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. because I've seen people who have been claiming the name of Jesus do things that had nothing to do with Jesus mm-hmm. my whole life. Right. So if that frustrates me, how how must it make them feel? Yeah. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, say something to the effect of, 
man, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people that haven't represented God very well over the years. Yeah. There's a lot of people who claim the name of Christ, whose lives look nothing like the life Jesus lived while he was mm-hmm. here on this earth. You know, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because honestly, winning that argument has zero to do with mm-hmm. that person's receptivity towards the gospel message. Yeah. It has nothing to do with it. So, you know, yeah, I, I hear you. There's certainly a plenty of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, is out there that's just not that good. Yeah. Because I want the conversation to be about Jesus. If I can get the conversation to be about Jesus and who he was for Gospels, who I believe him to be today, mm-hmm. why that matters, there is still an intrigue with the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Anytime we tell our church, we're going to talk a lot about Jesus, we're going to do a whole teaching series on Jesus, yeah. invite all your friends, our attendance goes up. Yeah, yeah People feel yeah. comfortable inviting their lost, unchurched friends to church if they know the pastor's not going to talk about money, he's going to talk <laughs> about Jesus. Okay, so like that's the idea. Try to get the conversation around to Jesus. Yeah. Don't take the bait and end up talking about some issue that truth be told took those of us who are followers of Jesus maybe a while to reach a particular conclusion mm-hmm. on because we had the Holy Spirit on us. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep. let, let's let's set that aside. Yeah. Let's come back to three things. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus really God's son? Mm-hmm. Was he really dead? And was he really alive again? Yeah. If those three things are true, Christianity is true. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring the conversation back to that as much as possible. I'm going to kind of let everything else fall to the wayside. Yeah. Man, that's really good. I love that. Um, so the last thing uh, that I want to talk about today, um, you said that someone that we need to listen to someone's story before we respond with the story. Um, that's a really great point going back to the, the previous stuff that we were talking about, building relationships. I think that that's so important for us. Um, why do you think that we as Christians kind of skip that, like not building the relationship, but we skip straight to the gospel story? Well, I think sometimes it might be because we're taking the first point that I talked about pretty seriously, that we understand there is urgency, mm-hmm. that we understand right. that people we don't have all the time in the world. So I'm, I'm willing to you know give a lot of people the benefit of the right. doubt. Yeah. Their, their motivation may actually be in a really good, good place, place, you yeah. know. But then the other, it might, it, another reason might be that's how they were trained. Yeah. Like they were told, this is how you're supposed to share your the faith. The tracks, right? Yeah. You know, my sister and I went to a a um, training when we were in high school on how to get better at sharing our faith. Yeah. Both of us were, um, you know, captains of the sports team that we played on, and we, we weren't around a lot of Christians, and yeah. we wanted to share our faith in our school, and we were a little disappointed to, to find out the training was all about uh, going door-to-door <laughs> and sharing with people you'd never met before. Yeah. Now, I'm not against door-to-door evangelism. Right. Um, I just don't think that contextually it fits the narrative anymore for the society we live in today. Right. Yeah. If a stranger walks on most people's front porch, they're going to call the police, you know? That or what are you selling me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of gated communities. You know, Yeah, you can't days. even get in. So we were disappointed because... While we understood the value, and this would have been in the early 90s, mid-90s, we were we were trying to share our faith with our teammates that we were with all the time, right. you know? Yeah. So um, it could have something to do with how people are trained. Um, I'll be honest, Matt, I, I don't see as much Christians getting too quick to the gospel. Mm-hmm. What I see is that Christians never get to the gospel. That's a great point. So um, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because... If you call Vaughn Forrest home, here's what I want you to understand. You're on mission. Yeah. You are the mission. 
Mm-hmm. One of the things that we talk about at Discover Vaughn Forest is we don't have a missions department. Mm-hmm. We don't have an evangelism department. We believe that part of what it means to be a part of this church is that we all answer the call to be on mm-hmm. mission. Um, evangelism is not listed as one of the spiritual gifts. Go look mm-hmm. it up. It's actually an, ex- it, it's huh? an expectation of all Christians that yes. we share our yeah. faith, okay? But there are different personality types that can do that more easily than others. Yeah. Um, so let me just kind of make sure we are all on the same page. If you call Vaughn Forest home, what you always have at your disposal, and I try to think of it like tools in a toolbox or, mm-hmm. you know, go-tos. Like yeah. what, what's a go-to you can always have in right. conversation? A go-to you can always have is to invite them to come with you mm-hmm. to church. Can they watch online? Of course they can. Mm -hmm. Can they listen to this podcast? Sure they can. But nothing beats the power of relationally they come onto our campus with you. Their kids go with your kids into the class. You sit with them during a worship service. And what Matt and I promise you we will do every single Sunday at Vaughn Forest is make sure that we have your lost friends in mind. Right. Now, yes. I'm not going to get up there and go, hey, if you're lost today, point out the person that invited you. Like, we're not going to embarrass you, okay? We're not going to make them stay. Have you been somewhere that you did know, that We're before? not going to throw a loaf of bread at them or any other of the goofy things that people have done over the years to guests who come to church. Matt's, Matt's going to sing songs, and his yeah. worship team's going to sing songs, and guess who the songs are going to be about? Jesus. Jesus. That We're going to keep doing that. Yeah. I'm going to keep preaching from the Bible. But when I preach, I always have in mind there's someone that fits that description mm-hmm. in this room, which is why I say things all the time like, hey, you may be new to the Bible, mm-hmm. or hey, maybe you've never even heard of this book of the Bible, yeah. or one of the things that Christians say is true that's actually not true. Like, I am always mindful. Right. Now, why am I doing that? Because I want you to be comfortable. We, we had 4th of July this mm-hmm. past weekend, right? Yep. We, we Did y'all do, was that like a Top Gun rift at the beginning of the song? <laughs> so yeah. I guess yeah. the song was in the same key. So y'all did a top, rip, top Gun rift. It fit the same, it was the same style of rift. So we had to change a couple of things. Yeah, copyright I, I law, thought but. it sounded really cool. Yeah, we haven't got locked up yet. <laughs> no. Nope. And um, we welcomed, we well, wished everybody happy 4th of July 4th weekend. Of July, yeah. Um, we showed a little video yeah. that had like, you know, happy 4th of July weekend. We thanked our military. Yes, we did. But then I preached. Yep. I preached from the Bible. Yes. So we didn't do like, you know, 4th of July Sunday, everybody has an American flag <laughs> waving and we sing the Star Spangled Banner and nobody preaches. We're not going to have like a special Sunday where we do something other than what we do right. every Sunday. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of churches, they do that. Mm-hmm. And what happens is people don't know, well, when can I bring my friends? Right. Yeah. You know, just, so, you know, you, our next three teaching series are, are, a, are both and teaching series. Mm-hmm. If you call Vaughn Forest home, I want you to know we have you in mind when we prepare these teaching series. Yeah. Each week when I sit down to pray and write the sermon, I have you in mind. Mm-hmm. But it's a both and. I also have your lost friends in mind. Right. So when I pray and when I write and when we plan our services, mm-hmm. what we are trying to do is create that dynamic that makes it comfortable for you at any time to say, hey, well, why don't you just join me at Vaughn Forest this week? Yeah. They say, well, I can't make it this week. That's okay. When's the next Sunday available on your calendar? Right. And when you come, you're going to be able to experience what we're talking about. Now, here's why else that matters. Mm-hmm. When your lost friends come with you on campus, 
it breaks down a bunch of barriers that they have built up in their mind towards God, Jesus, and the church, because we have a really friendly church. Yes, like, we do. We, we don't have a bunch of weird greeters that will bear hug them in the lobby. <laughs> like we, we have people that will actually just be kind yeah. and welcoming, yeah. and their kids aren't going to have felt bored Jesus staring at them for an yeah. hour. And you know, they're going to go into a really fun environment. They're like, yeah. this is awesome. Like the feedback we get from kids when we do our first time follow up every single mm-hmm. week is off the charts. Mm-hmm. The kids have a great time. Yeah. They're going to come in. Most people still think that, you know, churches are, you know, we, we wear choir robes and an mm-hmm. organ's playing. Nothing wrong with that. I grew up with that. Right. I did too. That's yeah. not our vibe here. Yeah. So they're like, oh, wow. That, so you're going to, you're going to have so much more to talk about with your lost friends mm-hmm. after one Sunday here. And here's why that makes that so great. You all you have to then say is, "Hey, what do you think about what Adam said today?" Yeah, that's that's Instead so true. Instead of you having to try to explain this, you know, gospel concept or this, you can just simply say, "You know, what did you think that? You know, what, what do you have to say?" And let me tell you what I'm working really hard in these next three series. Again, I'm gonna talk about this for a while. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're kicking off a series on July 17th called "Find Your People." Mm-hmm. We talk for a month about how it's important to have people in our lives. Okay. Yeah. The next series we're going to do is called Ready or Not, Mm -hmm. because life comes at you whether you're ready or not. (laughs) Ready or not, good opportunity. Ready or not, failure. Ready or not, all the things. We're going to talk about the life of Joshua, because guess what? Moses died. You're up. Ready or not, okay? (laughs) Then we're going to follow that up with a series called From um, Stressed to Blessed. Mm -hmm. The number one emotion most people feel is stress. Mm -hmm. Well, how can your friends that feel stressed begin to experience the emotion of blessing in their life? Yeah. In their marriage, with their kids, you know, all of these different things. So you've basically got the next 12 weeks Mm -hmm. where everything we're going to be talking about as a church is relevant to what your friends are going through in their lives. You would be doing them a disservice Mm -hmm. if you didn't invite them to church. So don't always feel the pressure to be able to verbally communicate exactly what needs to be said in the Mm -hmm. moment. You always have at your disposal an invite. Mm -hmm. Don't underestimate the power of the invite. And when your friends come with you on our campus and they have a good experience and they hear the teaching of God's Word, you now have some thing you can follow up with them about yeah. and circle back around to. So we're going to be really loud about that over these next few weeks and next few months, because I do believe this is probably, I think we, we saw a little bit of it in February and March, but you know, spring, summer, people travel. Yeah, Th- This is pr- a really good opportunity and probably the first good opportunity we've had in a while for truly unchurched people to mm-hmm. feel un- to feel comfortable coming to church. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you leverage that. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and invite them to come. So just don't ever underestimate the power of the invite. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like this podcast too, like, you know, I'm trying to be like our congregation asking a question, sitting down. So like, even when we go through this series, like if they have questions, you can submit them. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love that. And then that, that helps, you know, have conversations. Like if you're not sure about a topic, so like, man, like this is really good. I think, uh, you know, you're every time that you sit down and we're talking about the series, like you are thinking about that. Uh, both sides of that coin. So it's really good. Um, You know, and I think that, you know, as we're wrapping up today, um, I think, you know, the one thing that I'm taking away from this is like start with a relationship. That is the most important thing. You have to have that before you can uh, introduce them to Jesus. Um, Otherwise, they're not going to listen to you. That wall is too thick. Um, Anyway, so yeah, man, that's a good place to stop for today. Thank you for being here today. Uh, Chad, we miss you, man. Hope that you're having fun with the students. And uh, on behalf of Adam... Matt, and then Sound Gal, Joya. Uh, We uh, hope that you have a great week, and we'll see you next week.